Welcome to another episode of the Client Experience Architect Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Hoskins, and it is my passion to guide you through crafting unique experiences for your clients to help you both maximize the value you bring and create a sales force of ranting, raving fans out there promoting your business. It is my pleasure to bring to you businesses who are crushing it with intentional customer-centric experiences and dive into what that looks like now, what it has looked like over the life of the business, and what it will look like in the future of their business. My goal is that you can snag some valuable insights to implement into your business after listening. Let's dive in. This episode is brought to you by the Client Experience Architect System. The Client Experience Architect System is my passion to guide you through crafting unique experiences for your clients so you create a sales force of raving fans and so your business can thrive. The reason behind my passion is that there is a huge lack of systems and tools in this space available and affordable for small to medium sized businesses. Currently, these tools are only available through large marketing agencies and can cost hundreds of thousands of dollars to implement. Out of that fact, I have synthesized a system with these same tools and have made it available and affordable for you. Head over to clientexperiencearchitect.com forward slash raving fans to begin your journey of creating a sales force of raving fans to promote your business. And now back to the show. On this episode, I sit down with Jonathan Gerard with Groom's Office Environments. Groom's Office Environments has a 41-year history in Springfield and all of Southwest Missouri as a full-service commercial furniture dealership. Groom started with two employees as a simple filing company, and today they're an award-winning authorized Herman Miller dealership servicing clients of all sizes. The experience that Jonathan brought from his military background and ability to lead a team was incredible. He rallies his team around a goal and they consistently over-deliver on their client's experience. Thank you, Jonathan, for your service, and thank you to all of our servicemen and women on this Veterans Day. Now, without further ado, here's my conversation with Jonathan Gerard. Jonathan, well, thank you for joining me on the podcast. It's so nice to have you here. Absolutely. I appreciate you uh, kind of thinking of me and letting me be part of this. Of course. So let's begin uh, by diving into your background, your story, how you've gotten to where you are now. How did your business start and where that is now? Yeah, that's an interesting, I mean, it's an interesting journey is really how I would look at it. Um, You know, you, you, at a young age, you kind of look towards the future and see what you're passionate about and where that might take you. Um, and then you realize you're nowhere where you thought you'd be, um, but not in a bad way. I think one of the biggest impacts in my life, um, I, I went to school, I went to a lot of schools. I was one of those young men that really struggled to find my place. Um, I didn't know what I wanted to do, and I kind of floundered. Um, and I am, truthfully, I'm, I'm, I'm not ashamed of it, but I'm a, I went to five colleges in seven years. Wow. Um, I have over 200 credit hours. I do not have a degree. I have enough for a master's degree, yet I have nothing. Sure. Um, because every time you transfer, you lose, they don't bring, that's, that's okay. Um, but what I realized was, I mean, that journey was, was really an amazing education for me personally in my life. 
And so I went and just kind of kept working. I was actually in school, one of my, my fifth college, when uh, 9-11 happened, when mm. the terrorist attack took place. And I remember that day very vividly. And as a result of that, um, I was age 26, and I went down. And I said, sign me up. Let's go. Um, I'm here. And, um, and that kind of set my life on a whole different course. Um, I really, truly wanted to know. We're all different, right? We're all made. There's a, there's a composition to all of us. We're unique. Um, and I wanted to know what this person was made of. Am I going to tuck tail and run? Am I going to fight? Am I, who am I, right? Am I going to crumble under pressure? Am I going to rise? I don't know. But on the battlefield, you're going to find out pretty quick. And that was kind of my motivation. Um, I had a younger brother who was in the military who had just joined because I encouraged him to join in the reserve. Hey, they're going to pay for school. Brother, little brother, you should do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, suddenly they ripped him out of school, ripped him out of evangel, off the basketball team, and sent him first into Afghanistan. And so all that was happening, that was part of my motivation. I'm going to go join my brother. My sure. brother will not fight this fight alone. And I uh, went down to his recruiter. Where's my brother? How can I get to him? What's the quickest route? And that set me on a course. And then uh, what I've learned... Um, through good experiences, through bad experiences, through highs and lows and heartaches and joys, um, is what has shaped my life. And and I've, I've seen tremendous leadership, um, and I've seen some of the worst. Hmm. And and I learned from all of it. And I think that began to shape me as a person, um, as, as, a, as a man, as a leader. Uh, it gave me a passion for leading people, uh, that you can effectively lead people. Uh, you have a vision. Um, and you have a mission out there, and, and how do you bring people, personnel, and personalities, and all these different things together to accomplish a single goal? And when I saw that work, um, it's something that I, I knew I can replicate. Uh, didn't know how or why, but it sure. served me well in the military. So 15 years in the military, and um, I came home through different deployments, different things, uh, started to try to find my way again back in the civilian world, how do I take what I've learned and apply it? Um, and I ended up at a few different jobs with some really neat people. I think, and God put some good people in my life to to mentor me along the way. And it was interesting as I got to look at how people run. As I get older too, and businesses are started, they they run. I started. I'm like, man, I I can actually probably do that. I mean, that's really not rocket sciences. It's it's in its simplest form, it's it's people. Mm-hmm. And you're serving them in some capacity. It's what I've been doing my whole life. And so that's what led us to maybe about five, six years ago when this company, this is a groom's office environment, is a legacy company. This was started in 1977. We're sitting at 41 years right now. And the man who started grooms was Olin Grooms. Olin Grooms was a retired lieutenant colonel in the Marine Corps. Hmm. That's a bad dude. Yeah. Right? <laughs> lieutenant <laughs> right. colonels in the Marine Corps, I mean, it's about equivalent to an Army general. I mean, that, yeah. to, to, to progress through ranks like that, I mean, he was a fighter pilot uh, in Vietnam and, a, and actually a, a decorated war hero. Wow. And so we shared a common background from the military, so we had a neat connection. But we also, we, we thought similar. We, we lead in a similar fashion. And I always enjoyed coming in. My wife was working here for grooms for, for quite a while. That's their mm. connection. And I'd just come in. We'd chit-chat and catch up and always enjoy that time together. But this was his second career. He didn't start this till he was in his 40s. Wow. So it was second career. Retired, then started grooms. So 
Olin had just, um, he, was, he was getting older, and there was no really transition plan. Um, it looked like he would have to really sell to a larger investment group that would then absorb grooms, and it would no longer be local. Um, name would change. All these different, all the traditional, all the core values, in essence, would almost disappear. Well, I've always kind of poked my wife over the years. I'm like, Grimm's a pretty interesting company. You should think of, you should think of uh, maybe owning Grooms someday. Yeah. Oh, she'd look at me with a crazy eye. <laughs> like, I, and, and that's just not her cup of tea, which is okay. But you plant those seeds long enough, and a couple years, you poke it again, and, and you have that conversation. She says, no way. It's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. And, sure. And then, well, she began to watch Olin go through. Why are a bunch of suits coming in out of these doors and closed doors? And so word kind of got out, and she was actually excited. Grooms is going to sell, and... um. You know, hey, maybe they'll transfer pay raise, some neat infrastructure setups, and sure. I'll have some more things available to me. And and then it began to settle in that, wait a minute, everything I stand for, everything I preach and communicate, all that local value of who we are goes away. Hmm. And so once again, Audrey, we should. And then, it it, and then she just wouldn't do it, wouldn't do it. And I said, baby, I'll, I'll do it with you. And I think that's when it began to change that actually we can do this. Um, and so we, uh, she walked in and said, Olin, what about me? What about us? And he said, I've been waiting. Yes. And so what a, what a great, what a great story. What a great Look little down. journey. And obviously it took, um, this is, uh, this is a, a legacy company. It took over a year, year and a half to go through the process and the legal and financial side of, of owning this company. Um, but it was one of the greatest choices we've made. Um, we are blessed to have just an incredible history of people and work ethic and values that truly I, I, I get to carry on. Um, he, made, he, he laid some amazing groundwork, and the foundation that he left us with uh, allows us to, to grow today. So that's how we got to here. So it was 2015 that my wife and I were able to purchase Groom's Office Environments, and we were proud to keep it as Groom's Office Environments. That's that's the sure. value, yeah. right? Our name up there makes no difference. Actually, would the equity that's been created over those years would be foolish to throw away, and, and it's honored him, um, and of it course. honors everyone that still works here. I have employees that have been here over, I, I, have, I have an employee at 30 years. I can't tell you how many have it over 20 years. Wow. Um, and then a, a, a large handful that are between 14 and 20 years. So um, they're still here. Whoa. And they're, they're, we get to carry on what Olin did, and, and they know that. They know the value. And um, they're a part of us and our success today. So pretty awesome. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you so much for diving into that and kind of giving us a little bit of context into, you know, how you've gotten here. So let's dive into... Um, some touch points of your clients. So let's dive a little bit into the client experience and, and talk about some of the most important touch points that you find in your business um, for your clients. It's all about people, right? When you talk about touch points and, and how do I how do I have that impact and where can I find it? And and what was interesting is is our goal in coming into this was really a grassroots approach. Um, I need to communicate value. I need to demonstrate value. I need to educate along the way so people become more informed 
of, of what impact that I can have or that we as a company can have on them. Um, we have found that education is a unique value to a lot of people, right? We, we've taken an emphasis in providing settings where we can just educate people. We have architects, we have designers, and we have decision makers in the private sector. Well, your, your architects and your designers need continuing education courses. So it's something that, you know, why don't we host and provide that? Why don't we give a, a setting to where they don't have to travel to St. Louis or Kansas City or go online? Mm-hmm. Why don't we just provide that for them so, um, so they continue to get what they need? And we, at the same time, can, can share with them our value and where we can fill the gaps. So education is, is a neat way of doing that, providing mm-hmm. that space to do it. Um, and, and then we have found that we're going to meet our clients in our communities and alongside of them, shoulder to shoulder, really in a, in a nonprofit world. Sure. Right. So we are very heavy on serving. I think when you take a servant mentality, um, it really covers all facets of life. It becomes a kind of common denominator in what we do and how we do it. Um, because it works for a community, it works for our clients, and it works for our employees, right? That's mm-hmm. and and that's kind of my job is is to to make sure that that those needs are met in all of those areas. So we go out. We, you know, my my wife and I have have always been passionate about certain things, and so the I think the easy part for any company, unfortunately, but it's true and it's not wrong, is to write a check. Money is needed. Sure. Um, but it goes beyond that. Uh, it, it, there is a there is a physical act or there's a physical act of serving that I think has the greatest impact. Um, bring the check with you, sure. Um, right, <laughs> that's, that's critical to to these um, organizations. But to go shoulder to shoulder is is where that's going to impact my life and it's going to have an impact on on those that we're we're helping. And so we encourage our employees to to go. What what are you passionate about? Where can you fill a void or fill a gap? And and then obviously we we encourage it. Um, they're not penalized for half days or hours if, if, if there's something going on and that they're a part of and they want to go serve, um, by all means, get up and go. Um, we encourage that. You know, you're not going to be docked a half-day vacation. Um, you have the freedom to do those things. And so we have found that it just continues to grow. We do as a company different things. We'll go and, and serve as a as a company. Um, we love around Christmas when we um, kind of your um, some of our senior assisted living areas uh, we, we create baskets, we physically, all of our installers, we come load them up, hundreds, and then we go deliver them, and, and we get to hug on people, love on people. But when you do that together, too, it binds us together. But those, those touch points are, in those communities, we have a very philanthropic community, right? We have a Springfield and surrounding area. It, it amazes me of how willing we are to, to, to serve other people. Sure. And so, um, but they're out there, too. And when they understand that I kind of share a similar, what a touch point, what a, because it's away from all the stuff of, hey, I got a product or I got a service. Why don't you, you buy that? I'm, I'm relationally meeting them someplace right. and that has impact. And so that's the, that's our grassroots is to, to, to go, to do, to, to shake hands, to tell our story, um, to provide education. When we do fun things like May Day, right? Who does May Day baskets anymore? My wife, for some reason, grew up with May Day baskets. Right, she has to educate me on what they even are. <laughs> but we do fun little spring mayday baskets, and we deliver them to to people in our industry. And uh, it's a fun way to do just little basic. That's a that's a simple touch to 
to people in our industry. And then we also with, we don't just say clients, but we have partners out there. We have long-term partners mm-hmm. and that, that understand the value we bring to them and there's a value they bring to us. And so we, we try to say thank you and, and to share with them and just bring a smile sometimes through some basic kind of relational um, kind of practices that, that sometimes are just lost. Yeah. So I'm curious, is that, is that more of an intentional um, aspect? You know, you talked about, you know, creating these, you know, continuing education programs. Mm-hmm. And then you talked about, um, you know, going out into the community and being shoulder mm-hmm. to sol- shoulder. Was that a tradition that Grooms has always had? Or was that something that whenever you guys took over, you kind of took that, you know, and, and kind of ran with it? Yes, that's that's something that, that we have run with. Um, my, my wife and I, when, and I think that's what goes back to, when you look at what we've done, the, the foundational piece of that is service, serving, and servanthood. I mean, that's a, because if, if, if I'm finding ways to, how, how can I serve people in my industry, right? Similar type of, um, you, 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 our designers, our architects, all necessary in what we do and all play critical parts. Um, but what, what is it? What, what can I do? How do I survey a need that they have um, and, and to be good at it, to be a value? Mm-hmm. Well, how do I serve the needs of my community, right? How do we do that? How do I serve the needs of my employees, um, when I when I'm meeting and fulfilling those needs that are there, it takes a lot of pressure off distractions in their life, um, things that this you know there's those constant rubs that just wear you down, and if we're focused on on kind of fixing those, filling those, meeting those, um, it frees them up to really be exceptional at what they do, mm. and so that is intentional. Um, I think we look for creative ways of doing it, but at the end of the day, it's People serving people. Sure. So it's not rocket science. Um, it just gets lost in a busy world, kind of what we live in today. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. Okay, good deal. So tell me a little bit about how you receive feedback from your clients and then how you implement that feedback you know, into your daily systems or strategies and those types of things. Uh, it's a good question because there's um, in 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 honesty i think we we first of all we, we love feedback everyone loves feedback and um, when you say that you gotta be willing to have the, the critical feedback sure and the positive right that comes with it right and you have to be honest with it because you can't just want one thing and then try to bury the other um at the same time i think we have we've made efforts to to have the typical Okay, we completed a job, and here, why don't you fill this out and give us your feedback? We haven't been good at that. Um, we haven't been, we, we were intentional, but the follow-through on our part has not been as good as I think it should be or can be. Mm-hmm. Um, now, that does not change our pursuit of and, and really expressing internally what our purpose is when, when dealing with our clients and that these touch points in, in will be lasting, will be memorable, and in, in all the way from the first phone call to a receptionist, um, we answer our phone here, right? That's a novel idea. Yeah. And all the way to our own installers, which are employed through grooms, that that these these men at the very end are the last touch on a project. They'll have an impact mm-hmm. on on who we are, and in 
even though feedback's critical, um, I do believe we can be more intentional with how we gather it. Now, with that being said, we find very often that we get feedback. We get a lot of feedback because I think we approach in this industry, um, we approach it differently or maybe more intentionally that, that there is a, that we, we want the experience that people have with us to, to go beyond what their expectations were, right? Think of fast, fast food, right? But, but Chick-fil-A takes a fast food industry and, and flips it upside down, right? But mm-hmm. there's no other systems and process that is different. Sure. It's people serving people, right? It is, it is I am here to serve you. Right. And, and, and yet, it's, it's not really hard to replicate. You have to be genuine to replicate it. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, what we do is we, we, people email all the time and say, hey, listen, you guys, thank you. What, a, what an amazing, uh, th- that process, your response time, you're going through that. All your installers were so great. List them by name and we get it. Hmm. And now at that point, it's my job to take that information shared with me or another manager and to make sure that that feedback reaches all the way to the people who have worked on that project, who are part of that. And even if you haven't, because even if you haven't worked on that project and someone else did, they did it in your name, yeah. right? Because we are one company, one person, one group. Um, and we want to make sure that it's reinforced, that that value is there. Yeah. Um, but we've had some, we've had some not so fun feedback. And, and guess what? The right. Um, I'm not perfect. No one's perfect. We, we, we're a kind of a service industry. Mm-hmm. It, it takes hard work. I mean, you're talking about the timing and, and, and the coordination of all these moving parts to get something done. And no doubt on every project, something is going to go sideways. That's what happens. But what you do when that happens is what should define us. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't stop it. We make an effort to be good, really good. But sometimes it doesn't. And that's when we have a responsibility to say, you know what? This is how we can fix that. This is what we're going to do. Um, this is what happened. And um, we want to make sure that we follow through and, and make sure this is a great experience. So we have the responsibility not to run from it, but to deal with it. And if someone kind of goes sideways or has a poor response as a leadership, um, I, I have to address it. I got to deal with it um, because it's representative. Uh, it represents myself, it represents my wife, and every other person that's committed to these things. So it's real. You have to. You can't run from it, good and bad. Um, and I think you can prove to a community and to your clients really more when it goes left and right who you are than when it just is all roses and sunshine and goes perfectly. So um, we see it as an opportunity, and it really has been to, to get better uh, ourselves. That's awesome. So how do you instill that reacting or taking responsibility of that thing that might have went sideways how do you instill that into your employees yeah i, I love this um it, it's 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 our war cry it's our mantra it's 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 simple it's a mil- i got it in the military i got it from um, a command sergeant major sergeant major bow and he was a mentor of mine and it seems so simple he'd say it all the time um but he meant it he lived by it and it's simply do the right thing. I mean, that's, I mean, come on, that can't be it, right? Do the right thing. Right. And it, it is as simple as that. 
because it becomes now reinforced by every man and woman that works here. That is a shared war cry, right? That is that is a um, a shared core belief. And do the right thing is also reinforced by the fact that um, if you make a mistake, I, I'm 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 not going to take your legs out and cut them out from underneath you. Right. I'm I'm not intentionally going to embarrass you or shame you. Um, but what I am looking for is personal responsibility. Sure. You messed up. What do you do? You own it. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and guess what? There's going to be a day when someone next to you is going to do the same thing, and you're going to value and respect them because they're going to own it. And so we, we've worked hard to create a culture of that I don't need to stand here and, and every day wake, wake up, open this door, and scream out there, everybody do the right thing, right? That They, they all now <laughs> share that war cry. Sure. And so it almost begins to it becomes something that's a hedge for us. And because they know that, that there's not fear of I'm going to get mistreated from leadership based on a mistake. Right. Now, there might be some opportunity for some additional training. But, but how we respond, I think, as leadership impacts their willingness to take responsibility. Hmm. And so they now, amongst themselves, it's on the back of the men's shirts. You know, when they go out, all of our team, it's, it's the groom's way, the right way. Right, which means mm. just do the right thing, and so um, we are in an industry where all of us, um, from from twenty eight full time, thirty with with interns, um, almost all of us touch every single project. Right, throwing someone on the bus does no one any good. Right, man, it breeds a culture of, of, of distrust and and backstabbing, and I'm in it for myself. From from day one when you're hired here, and then we we, we it's reinforced through the people that have been here for a long time. This is a team company, right? You you stick your head up. And I'm not. I don't. I don't mean this in an ugly, scary way. But you stick your head up. It, it kind of gets cut off. Sure. Um, this is this is a core. This is a unit that functions as one, and and that's what makes us exceptional. When you step out of that and you want to kind of go against the grain and do that, you, you kind of get left behind. Hmm. Um, and so either get on board or get left behind. Now. Inside of that, though, is a lot of people that work really hard. And it's my job, and it's our job as leadership, is to recognize individually the contributions of people that really are carrying that name forward and, and representing you in a great light. Sure. That's my job. And so if, if they do theirs and I do mine, um, they, they are met with praise. They're met with a, a recognition um, publicly. You know, I recognize the hard work you're putting in. Um, and, and I share that in front of everyone else. Um, and and that, that builds confidence. It builds, you know what, I trust this process. We're in it together. Um, but, but I'm still recognized for the contributions I make as an individual. Sure. And I think that breeds a culture of success. And, and, you know, I think a lot of that does come from the military, in, yeah. in essence. And trying to put that into a softer approach uh, for, for, <laughs> sure. for the everyday person <laughs> yeah. can sometimes be the challenge. But I think you can still lead with love and be firm, set expectations, um, and be successful even in a private sector. Goodness gracious. I love it. I, I'm so thankful for your insights, and that's incredible. So what's one key takeaway um, that our listeners can have to implement um, into their businesses in regards to client uh, or customer experience? Um. I would go. I would go back to. Man, I don't know if I'm repeating myself here for you, but I, I, I go back to. The word, serve. Um, 
you, you cannot, I don't think you can fail when, when you approach it that way. It's, it's not, listen, when you approach everything, what's in it for me, man, it, it's a slippery slope. Because then you're going to start cutting corners, doing things. Your, people are going to understand your motivations. When, when, when I approach it, when, when that first phone call comes in and someone's right there immediately and, and they're greeted with warmth and you have a need, you're calling me. How do I serve you? Um, it, it's important. And then that person, now, now my job is serving that employee, right? That is my job. My job in here is to make sure they have every tool, every resource, remove every hardship, every obstacle so they can be exceptional at what they do. Well, when, when they're in that position, guess who that impacts the most? The person that just called, right? the client, right? So now that person, knowing that I'm serving them, now they have every tool, every resource to serve the person that made that phone call to them, right? I, I think it just, it's cyclical. It, it really creates a, an environment, a path, a way to, to approach business. This isn't, man, there's so many books out there. Um, but ultimately, at, at the core, if in your heart you don't love people, you want to serve people, you throw it all away because it's all going to be, it's, it's all going to be on the surface. It's all going to be fake and phony. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm thankful I have a heart for those things. So that is that is the impact. Where can you find ways to serve from your employees, and then as your employees serve their their, their partners and clients, and then you look at service in a community. Um, and I think those begin to really demonstrate who you are as a company, um, that those kind of character values that, that you implement. Uh, people want to do business with people like that. There are good people, good companies out there. I simply want to do business with them because of how they do business. Sure. Right? It's true. I'm going to Chick-fil-A because, listen, I'm <laughs> happy to support that mentality, that level right. of service. Um, and I want the same for us. And I think the rest, the rest, the chips will fall where they fall. But, but I can sleep well at night. My employees can sleep well at night. Um, and our partners aren't going to feel like they're being cheated, um, that, that, that I'm just in it for myself and we're in it to suck them as dry as we can. No, that what we're sharing with them, what we're giving to them, is actually going to impact their everyday business model. Right? And, and that's, a, that's a win-win. No doubt. That's some powerful stuff. So are there any exciting... Um, projects or new things that you've got coming up soon that you'd like our listeners to to hear about? I I, I do. I, I love. I, I appreciate that question. It's you know in our industry, it's it's not a, it's not a. Well, here comes this this one game changer. Our our industry is built off an amazing amount of, of research um, that that helps us understand how work is currently happening. Right. Um, that's where most of our energy goes to really deciphering what's taking place, why it's happening, and then. Where's it going? And we have such an, an immense amount of, of, of knowledge that, that can impact our local Springfield companies, right? When every person out there is struggling with attraction right now, in a, in a, especially with unemployment rates down, um, you're looking at retention. Not only are you looking at retention, but you're looking at, at employee satisfaction. I mean, you're looking at the 60% that are dissatisfied with, with, their, with where they work. Hmm. That, that's nuts. It shouldn't be that way, right? And then you look with productivity, right? Well, if they're not satisfied, I mean, all these things that are just really a domino effect and pr productivity goes down, which affects bottom line, which, which it, I mean, it, it just gets entangled mess. 
we love this is the conversations that people come to us those that's a large capital investment when you when you really come after commercial grade corporate furniture right sure. that's a, that's a that's a sizable investment our job is to slow it down say let, let me share with you some things that are going to actually impact all these different things this is the knowledge we have of what's taking place because work has changed the problem is the environments and the place in which it happens has not right mm-hmm. so you're 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 literally choking out potential and opportunity and and so many people come to you and they really come to us and well this is what I want well I, I appreciate what you want and, you, and you're right my job is to hear that but but I do this every day why don't we just talk and listen because I'm not asking you to spend more I'm asking you to spend it more wisely hmm. right that, that should be a great conversation that shouldn't be intimidating to anybody right so I'm not I'm not trying to upsell you I'm, I'm actually trying to impact and really have a a lasting impact on your company. Um, everyone's different, so I can't say the same thing over and over. It doesn't work. Mm-hmm. But but that's what's that's what's in our industry is is there is such a seismic shift that is taking place with how people work today compared to creating settings that actually support how people are actually working. And 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 if if we are allowed to have that conversation, if people see us as a a valued partner, okay. I, the, Listen, I, I need to just spend some time with them, and we're going to work with them. Let's listen. Let, let's let's really dive into this because if I can impact and I can address some of these major drivers as as a decision maker, then then I can also impact my people. What's a, what's the greatest asset to any company right now? Right? It's, it's human capital. It's it's people. Right. Right. You can't live or thrive or succeed without a, your, your people's built off or your company's built off people. Right. Doing something on your behalf for other people. Right. Invest in them. Give them the tools, the resources, and the settings for them to be exceptional at what they do. Don't think you always know it. Right? Let us let us ask some questions that begin to peel back some of these layers, and maybe the light will go off. Maybe, oh my gosh, what I thought was right or good, maybe it wasn't. Hmm. And and let us let us help you impact your people because when they're great and they have what they need, they're gonna be great on your behalf as they go out and they sell or they serve um, whatever industry that is. So impactful. Jonathan, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast and yes. to share your knowledge and uh, expertise on this. I really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, th- thank you for the opportunity. I am passionate about, this is just furniture to some people, but it's this can impact how companies in our local economy thrive, or how well they do, and, and it's a story that I love to share. And thank you for even giving me the opportunity today. 100%. Thanks. Thank you for listening in on another episode of the CX Architect podcast. As always, we would love to get your feedback on this episode and other episodes. If you liked it, if you pulled out any nuggets to implement, things like that. If you like this episode and are listening on your phone, take a quick screenshot and post it to Facebook or Instagram. Let me know what you thought and then use hashtag CXArchitect and tag me in it so I can see your feedback. You can also head over to clientexperiencearchitect.com forward slash podcast to find the show notes and a place to leave some feedback. Please let us know what you'd like to hear more of. And if you like the show and believe others might benefit from it, we'd love it if you share it up and leave a five-star review on iTunes. Doing that will help more people discover the show. And with that, I appreciate you and thank you for listening. Have an awesome day.